this episode is the fact that it's his first time as a director and there is a lot at stake. You wouldn't hand over that kind of creative decision-making power just to any person. Just the ability to help the, the listener picture what's going on, it just bears out the importance of understanding who your audience is and making sure that the way you tell the story is relevant to that audience. As a leader, you don't always have to make the final decision if there's someone that you can, someone else you can trust with it at the right time. You're creating trust by delegating responsibility to somebody to make a good decision. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hey, everybody. I'm Mark Schenk, and Sean is in the US at the moment, so I'm in the host chair, and I'd like to welcome no stranger to the co-host chair, Rob Grundle. Hey, Rob. Hi. Hey, Mark. It's very good to be back. Yeah. Uh, nice to have you back. And uh, so we're experiencing here on the East Coast of Australia a phenomenon called the East Coast Low, and uh, instead of summer... We are, it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's very wintry and wet. Um, certainly that's on the New South Wales coast. Rob, what's happening for you? I'm looking out the window here, Mark, and uh, I'm seeing blue sky, but it's definitely got a coolish mm. edge to it. So uh, oh. it, it's coming. It's a coming. Yeah. Well, here we are for another uh, episode of uh, Anecdotally Speaking. And the, the idea of, the, of each episode is that we share a business story. We talk about why it works, how to make it even better. And then we talk about how you can use it in a business context. And so, Rob, you've got the story for this week. So over to you. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, so the actor Michael B. Jordan, um, he was the star or has been the star of uh, three Creed movies. These are boxing movies kind of in the Rocky uh, lineage. Oh, um, Sylvester Stallone. Exactly yep. right. And so um, there have been th three Creed movies. Um, and for the third Creed movie, which was shot last year, um, they not only got Michael B. Jordan to star as the uh, boxer Adonis Creed, but also to direct it. Now, uh, Michael B. Jordan was on a late night talk show uh, late last year in December. Uh, this is a very New York uh, uh, late night show. It's uh, hosted by these guys called Deezus and Mero, who are kind of these Bronx um, personalities and that cool dudes. That, yeah totally and they have um they do all their celebrity interviews uh, in a in a set that is look like looks like a bodega like a neighborhood store so it's very informal and they're very relaxed and there's you know lots of slang and um they get a lot of good stuff out of the guests anyway at one point um Deezus, i think asks you know michael b jordan the question you know what's it like both starring in a you know such a high action kind of movie as well as directing um and don't forget you know this is the first time michael b jordan has been directing and so you know michael says you know for the boxing scenes i'll be in the ring i've got all my gear on you know there's all this choreography to work out and um uh you know i really have to be there i have to be acting and so he says in those scenes what i say to my assistant director is you got it um, and what that means is that uh, they are not only just shooting the scene and making sure that you know um, the angles are being caught and everything and that it looks good and that the punches look realistic and all this stuff um, but also the assistant director will go back to the playback screen so after the scene is shot 
what is typically the director's decision, right? They'll go back to the playback screen and say, did we get it or didn't we get it? The assistant director in this case, Michael B. Jordan, will give them the authority to go to the playback screens and they can call whether they shot that scene well or not or whether they need to do it again. Um, and so in this, you know, in this case, uh, you know, Michael B. Jordan says, uh, I would set up this agreement with a, an assistant director to say either you got it or you don't got it. So be, to be really clear about when they have that authority and when they don't have that authority. And uh, of course, uh, Creed 2 is coming out later this year, or Creed 3 rather, is coming out later this year. So we don't know how uh, this uh, technique, uh, decision-making technique worked, but uh, yeah, I guess Rotten Tomatoes will tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll know pretty quickly. That's right. Okay, okay. So the, in terms of what what things about that story did we like, what made it work? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess... I, so as I was listening, and one of the things that was important to me in that movie was when you said it was his first role as a director. Mm -hmm. And so there's there's a bit at stake. That's well, right. I guess it's only at stake if he ever wants to do another job as a director. Yes. <laughs> right. But if he wants to do another job as a director, then he's got to do a good job on this. And yet, right, right so stakes are high. And yet yes. despite that, he still gives some, like, really, because those boxing scenes... Are the heart of those That's movies. Right. It's the reason you're watching, right? They, they have to look amazing. The fight, yeah. the fight has to, the fight has to matter. And 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 yet he delegates that. Yep. So that's so one of the, the important details of that is the fact that it's his first time as a director, and there is a lot at stake. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think there's something as well um, about uh, the trust, right? Uh, you you. Um, it really shows the trust he must have for his assistant director. Um, he didn't mention which one it was. There's a few credited in, in, uh, in Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but, uh, you know, it really shows the trust that they had, uh, that, that he would have. You wouldn't just do this with any, uh, you, you wouldn't hand over that kind of creative decision-making power just to any person. So uh, it says a lot about the assistant director as well. Uh, totally, and when we talk about the business point, that's a that the importance of trust, and even in high stakes situations, you you can delegate stuff. Uh, you can you can trust people to make good decisions. Yes. So, uh, in terms of the business point, I think that's a really that's a really important one. Yeah. Um, I, I I like the setup, like the the bodega, the the two interviewers, uh, informal, um, like a cafe. I think you said. Um, and, and, and these are small things, but just the ability to help the the listener picture what's going on, yes, makes a huge difference. And so that was a really that that was a, 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 a I really like that touch. Nice, yeah. I, I think what I also like is that uh, the interviews are normally very informal, and then in in dispersed in dispersed between what is often like very um, colloquial kind of chat there'll often be like a few moments which are quite profound and these and these are this is this was one of them yeah so i i, I like that contrast in the in the um in the setup yeah i also liked the uh, the i would say minimal context that you gave it's one of those things where you could spend a lot of time talking about the context for this for this uh, story um you know so in one of the Rocky movies, I don't know which one. There was a there was Apollo Creed, and, and uh, then Apollo Creed had a son that he never met, and 
you could go through all that to kind of arrive at Michael B. Jordan as Adonis Creed in yeah, Creed Three. Totally. But it, it's it doesn't make. It's one of those things you might do that if you had an hour on stage and you're trying to use that story as an illustration of a whole bunch of different things. But for the purposes of making a point, um, I thought the way you set up was was uh, really really good. Right, mm. enough, not too much. That's nice. I like that, Mark. And it's interesting, right? You might include that detail if, um, and maybe we'll get to this, if you want to talk about maybe the legacy that Michael B. Jordan had on his shoulders in directing it. Um, but then you'd be making a, a, perhaps a different point than, than perhaps where we're going to arrive to today. Uh, that's really good. And, uh, and so uh, uh, taking that a bit further, if your audience were a bunch of Rocky fans. Oh, Right, you could you tell that in a completely different way. Totally, yes. You you would just go uh, Adonis Creed, and they they immediately have it. Um, if if they were aware of the Rocky movies, then you could put you know you could. And I did say um, Sylvester Stallone as you were telling the story, but the the context, the audience has a big bearing. On how you how you tell that story. And so, for in a business context, if any of our listeners think they might use that story, um, I, I wouldn't be assuming that that everybody knows Rocky or Apollo Creed or or any of this stuff. No, exactly. And in some ways, just the fact that um, this is the third movie of a series of boxing movies, and if that's all you knew, um, that's enough context, right? Yeah. And that, yeah, that, exactly. You're already in that there is something that's being handed over. Uh, to this young director um, to to steer the ship on the the legacy is is there enough you could say yeah or the stakes cool. is there enough and so that just bears out the importance of understanding who your audience is and making sure that the way you tell the story is relevant to that audience and it varies yeah, according to the situation I love that cool okay so um, are there any things that we could do to make that story even better so the Tell me what you think, Mark. Like, um, I didn't mention where it was shot. Uh, it was shot in Georgia. I don't know if, if that kind of if that's important. Um, so you know, in like, Atlanta, Georgia. In Atlanta, it's to totally right. Yep. It was shot in Atlanta, Georgia. Not Georgia, in as in no, no, exactly. the the uh, the country in Europe. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, that could that could work. Um, yeah, location is always useful. Yes. Yep. I think you did say the interview was in New York. The interview was in New York, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. so and and that and that again is a very useful point because we often under, underestimate the value of location in mm -hmm. helping our audience kind of get a sense of of time and place and and grounding it gives a foundation for the story. So yes, that's, that's always useful. What else? Perhaps perhaps a little bit of imagery of two boxes in a ring surrounded mm. by cameras and um, just maybe you could do that you're at the risk of overdoing it um, yes if you go there but that might have helped it's just imagine a boxing ring two boxes in it but in a studio surrounded by cameras uh, lots of people everywhere and maybe even just a little bit of research right like it'd be it'd be even be interesting to know you know uh in for one of the other rocky movies uh how long did that did scene X take to shoot? It took us. It took them five days to shoot this scene. You know, just to give a context of like 
they don't do this in an afternoon. Or in an afternoon, you know. <laughs> yeah, that could well, be that, that, that's really good. That would be like an interesting thing, right? Because it actually shows again, it deepens the trust. And that's real. I I love where you've taken that because I've, I'll tell you what was happening in my head as you were talking about that. I was picturing a couple of minutes where he's given, he's delegated the responsibility, but it could be days, days, days and days of decision making. That is delegated to the assistant director. So, yeah. yeah, that's that is a. I think that would be a really useful detail. Yeah. Cool. All right. So there's some some. Uh, I, I like how there's just a couple of things that can do to really kind of make that story zing a little bit more, yes. have even more impact. All right. So, business applications, and I've already thought of a few, but I'll I'll, I'll let you start. And you've already mentioned one. Yeah. So um, the, the the one that I the point that I like the most is. Um, so Michael B. Jordan is the creative decision maker on this project. Uh, so he says, um, it looks like that, uh, has that angle, you know, um, and he's handing over that, you know, and it's his name, you know, when the, when the credits come up, it's directed by Michael B. Jordan. Sure. The assistant directors are in the end credits, but they're not in the, in the start yeah. credits. Right. Yeah, he's, and he's he's accountable. He's accountable, and um, he's handing over that creative decision making, or not just the you know the second unit scenes, you know the scene of the the thing in the in the corner over there somewhere. Yeah, but, you do the coffee shop scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Just for the second unit guy. No, this is you know this is why people come. This is the ticket. This is the ticket price. Um, and he's handing over um, some of that you know, crucial decision, creative decision making to somebody else and he trusts that person that much. And so to me, the point I here would be um, as a leader, you don't always have to make the final decision if there's someone that you can, uh, someone else you can trust with it at the right time. Yeah, I'm going to, I I love what you, I, I agree with both those, but yeah. I, I think you can separate them as well. You can, you can put them both together, but you can say, I want to give you an example, example, even when things are really high stakes, it yeah. doesn't mean you have to make all the decisions, yes. right? Even though you're accountable, you can make other people responsible for particular things. So let me give you an example, yeah. right? And so you might then go and, you know, he, he made the assistant director responsible for those decisions. The, the trust thing, you can make a separate point about trust. And you were talking about trust in one dimension, which is the director, um, uh, having a relationship, like a trusted relationship with the person. I think there's another dimension of trust, which is that you empower your people, you trust them to make good decisions, mm. right? So it's not just about, yes, I trust this person. It's about, I'm going to give you the responsibility and demonstrate trust in your ability. Yeah, like I know it's a nuance, but it's an important nuance. I love that. Like it's, it's you're creating trust by delegating responsibility to somebody to make a good decision. Yep. You know, it's not like, oh, yes, I know you've done this 10,000 times. We've got a close personal relationship. I trust you. And therefore, only in that circumstance will I delegate versus, Rob, look, you're assistant director. I'm too, like, I'm too busy for this. You know what we're looking for. I'm going to let you make this call. You got yep. it. What yep. is it? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And I like that little yeah. So uh, I think that's an, uh, there is a, a nuance there. You can create trust by delegating. Yeah. 
Uh, there's another thing I really like in this, like, I don't know if you find this, Mark, but um, with so many of the clients that I speak to, or even within our own business, I noticed, I noticed how busy we are, right? And leaders have, the choices that leaders make are so, um, of where they spend their time is so important. And I think there's, a, there's a something in this story around that as well, which is like, Michael B. Jordan could have chosen to take on both roles, box for a bit, uh, maybe AD runs the camera or whatever, but then, you know, Michael runs behind the, the screen, checks it out, runs back on the thing. All right, let's do it again this time. We'll do it like this, whatever it might be. Um, but he chose to, he made a choice about what was most important for him to do in that moment, right. which was to be the actor. Um, and I think there's something there as well that in the story, like if a, if a leader has a difficult choice to make about which in, in this moment, what do they need to be doing? And they commit 100% to that, uh, which then leaves this space for you know, other people to fill. Um, this could be a great story in that situation as well. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a great story about leadership, essentially. Yeah. Uh, leaders uh, understanding that even high impact situations, um, where the stakes are high, yep. that you you can empower people, you can delegate, yeah, you can create trust, you can show trust. Yeah. So, uh, and from a, when did you when did you see this interview? Where did it come from? Um, so they post clips on YouTube. I f- I follow the the late night hosts Jesus and Mero fanatically, and so it's as soon as it popped up in my feed in December, ah, I watched perfect. it. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. So from something so simple, you've got a really usable business story. And and again, there's a just such a valuable lesson there. This we kind of there's stories all around us that are potentially useful for, in a business sense, if you're aware of them, if you kind of have the spider senses attuned and you go, Oh, oh, I could use that. Yeah. Put it in your story bank, and there you go. But of course, uh, for everyone who's listening, it's easy for you to put this story into your story bank because the story will be transcribed in the show notes and on the blog. So you can just copy and paste it and put it in your own story bank and have it available for future use. Yeah. The other thing maybe, I, I wonder if there's another point here, um, would be also he's a first-time leader in this situation and he's making a pretty brave call there. So even like if you're a first-time leader in something, you don't always have to look around and go, what's everyone else doing? There's something about um, taking initiative in your leadership and going, how, how might this work? Um, right. There's something yeah. in there as well. Well, that's right. And the, the, this, basically that Michael B. Jordan is setting the culture. Correct. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. Another yep. really useful business point. Yep. All right. So... We always give the stories a rating. And so uh, you told the story, so I get to go first with my rating. And I'm going to give this story, I'm going to give it a seven. It's a workmanlike, useful story that I'm I'm sure I will use. Not, you know, it's not a, in the amazing category. I was going to give it a seven too. It, 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 um, it has a very specific purpose and it will do that job beautifully well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a like workmanlike, it's a, yeah. it's a it has a strong utility. Yes, yeah, right. it's a strong utility. <laughs> okay, so uh, thanks very much, Rob, for joining me in the co-host chair uh, of this uh, this episode. And you'll be in the co-host chair for a little while as uh, as Sean is overseas and uh, as he's in the US. 
And uh, of course, I'm going to be in the US in May. So I'm looking forward to catching up with any of our listeners while I'm over there. And so thanks for joining us, Rob. Oh, it's been so great to be honest. Uh, I got so much out of this and uh, the story's come to life even more for me now. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody. Hope you can add that to your story repertoire and join us again next week for another episode of How to Put Your Stories to Work. Bye for now. Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from Author to Audio.